Welcome to Exploring Video Games. I'm Citrus Seltzer, and today is Thursday, July 1st, 2021, and this is episode 85. So for this episode, I played Horizon Zero Dawn. This is a 2017 surreal fantasy action-adventure game. Uh, it's developed by Guerrilla Games and published by Sony for PlayStation 4, uh, which is how I played it. Uh, and it was also released in 2020 uh, as well for Windows. This is a wonderful game. Uh, it took me about 35 hours to complete, and I loved it so much. Very weird, very impactful. Uh, yeah, incredible worlds and environments. Uh, it's a quiet game. Uh, it's kind of weird, kind of offbeat. Uh, and it presents to you just a series of fascinating and beautiful fantasy worlds. And you're propelled through the game mostly by your interest in exploration. Uh, it's very artistic, kind of a slow, contemplative atmosphere. Uh, but it does have a ton of action. And yeah, it's just like not a competitive feeling game. Uh, and if you're into it, I think you'll love it. Uh, very much like kind of a missed category of game to me. Uh, but more action uh, than missed, and maybe a little bit more fun than missed. So you play as Christy. Uh, she's kind of anonymous, and yeah, you just go through these bizarre and mildly hostile worlds doing puzzles and quests. Uh, a lot of it doesn't make all that much, like, coherent sense, uh, or it doesn't necessarily add to, like, a greater narrative, uh, but it's so fun and so beautiful. So you start off, and you're stuck in an M.C. Escher-type labyrinth, uh, great confusing visual effects and illusions, uh, very cool, uh, super frustrating to get up and down any of the levels. Uh, Cool-looking people, like weird, like, medieval royalty-looking people inhabit the labyrinth. And they all kind of seem repulsed by you. Uh, and you can't communicate with anyone there. Uh, it's a very claustrophobic way to start the game. Uh, and the communication thing is kind of a constant throughout the game, although not as much as uh, in the labyrinth. Uh, sometimes, like, it seems like people are purposefully ignoring you uh and sometimes it seems like people like just genuinely don't notice you it's a very uh weird experience it's a very like lonely feeling game uh so there are a couple big quests in the labyrinth you tame the tiger for that very mean uh religious looking woman uh, i love all the outfits in this game Throughout the game, there's, like, a ton of, like, Middle Ages kind of looking garb, uh, even though it does not appear to be the Middle Ages. Um, you also get these, like, religious looking people who wear all the red. Great look. Uh, you occasionally find references to yourself, uh, letters that seem related to you or referencing your history. Uh, little cryptic notes that you can decode along the way. Uh, like everything, it's just kind of mysterious and confusing and like 
very like interesting. Uh, I'm sure some of the stuff will be less confusing when I go back and play it again, uh, but I love that. I love a confusing and uh, beautiful game. Uh, so to get out of the labyrinth, you have to go through that glass pond. Really cool. Uh, and it has intoxicating properties. Uh, it's very bright, very pretty. Uh, and you can apparently breathe in it, but it is poisonous and intoxicating. And after a while, it makes you sick and die. Uh, there's an escape hatch at the far end, which is very hard to get to without dying. And you have to, like, do it a million times and, like, use your muscle memory. Uh, very challenging and fun. Uh, well, it's a little tedious, but it's fun. Um, and the pond is beautiful. Great, glowing, upsetting, like, arachnid guys that you have to kill in there. Uh, I liked it when they exploded. So you escape the labyrinth into this heaven-like utopia kind of Garden of Eden thing. It's very like overly perfect. Everything is like too smooth and bright. It's really effectively creepy, very off-putting and uncomfortable to be in. Uh, there's also that horrible noise that comes from any of the lights in the garden. Uh, great unpleasant touch. And this is where I first noticed the mysterious uh, woman in white. She's just like occasionally on the periphery. Uh, she kind of follows you throughout the game and like watches you and kind of like leaves if you look directly at her. Uh, great ominous presence. Uh, she's also sometimes in those visions that you occasionally get when you die. So there are a lot of puzzles in the garden. Uh, you also get the first appearance of Ingold. Uh, I loved him. Uh, the topiary stuff is great. Patrick Sr. is absolutely terrifying. Uh, there's a great little storyline with the terracotta falcons. When you put all the pictures in place, you can awaken them by bringing them a series of like properly spaced and ordered gifts. Uh, I had a great time with that, and it gets you to explore the garden more, uh, and I found it to be pretty hard, which I liked. Uh, I did make physical notes for that one and a couple of the other missions, which I love. I love and uh, respect a game that demands a physical notebook. So you kill the fox, which causes a massive rainstorm, and the mudslide lets you into the transal zone. Uh, which is a beautiful dark night desert with uh, a lot of glowing and neon nature. Uh, so beautiful. I think that was my favorite visual part of the game. Just like endlessly detailed, beautiful nature. Little like intricate cactuses and there's those like fractally lizards. Really, really pretty. Uh, and there's another beautiful glass-like pond in the desert. Uh, really fun, scary surprise when you first go in there and you see the, like, hundreds of dead bodies. Uh, it's a poisonous pond and it kills you pretty quickly. But it also emits that weird, pleasant, like, kind of pleasant song that draws you into it. Uh, very cool, very memorable. And it's not explained, but it seems like it's a a trap for humans for some like ancient or unknown purpose which is just uh, 
So creepy. Uh, one of my favorite things was the social engine that would pop up for certain interactions. Uh, it's terrible. It's that circling little dot that shows up above your head and you have to try to keep it circling around that cone as tightly as you can. Uh, and if you lose track of it, people get like distrustful and aggressive and they sometimes attack you depending on the situation. Uh, very, very tense. You can never really get that much of a handle on it. Uh, it's super challenging and it's very annoying and difficult, but uh, in a good way, I think. I think it was used well. So the last like big setting that you get to is that hazy, ruinous, like Greek or Roman looking city. Uh, that was beautiful to run around in. Kind of the most realistic or like the least surreal environment in the game. Great glowing dinosaur thing is the boss there. Uh, that one was hard. Uh, and I love those little like sad noises he makes when you heard it. Uh, getting around there is cool. You get that little sail or whatever that you can use to glide, which is really fun. And I would just use that constantly. Very pretty, random, weird rainstorms. Another great angled appearance here. He's definitely a highlight for me. Very comforting presence. Uh, and kind of the only uh, like real social connection that you can make in the game. A uh, great puzzle to fix that show tent. Amazing production if you solve it. Uh, it's really long. It's like 12 minutes uh, and you can skip it, but uh, I found it really entertaining and confusing. Uh, yeah, just like fantastic. Uh, the cannon fire chorus thing was uh, great. Really surprised by that. Uh, excellent production from those like mysterious little ghouls. Uh, some weird, loud, and garish effects in the ruins, like visual effects. Um, all the rainbow stuff whenever you hit the bad guys is very cool against the kind of uh, more subtle and muted environment of the ruins. Uh, so after you beat the glowing dinosaur, you get access to that volcano, and that is where you find the woman in white, and she turns out to be you. Uh, a slightly different, maybe like well-off version of you. Um, and the game ends with that very threatening embrace from her. I loved that. Uh, I was Googling around and some people like referred to her as a twin or a sister. Uh, but I felt intuitively that she's like just Christy from the future or something or like a different dimension. Uh, which other people also think online. But yeah, no answers. What an ending. I loved it. Yeah, beautiful game. Uh, super entertaining. Really kept my interest uh, and impressed me. Uh, yeah, beautiful settings and like a great sad sense of loneliness and isolation. Uh, truly an artistic experience. A very artful game. One of my all-time favorites. Definitely play it if you can. So for the next episode, I'm going to talk about Demon's Soul from 2020. 
Uh, I liked the name and I really like the font on the cover, the like cover art for it. Uh, so I'm excited to see what that is. You can reach me at exploringvideogames at AOL.com. The website is exploringvideogames.tumblr.com, which is where I upload the screenshots. And it would be awesome if you could rate or review the show anywhere. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time.